173, 186 days since Joe promised not to abandon Americans in Afghanistan, which we now know he did. But he's turned the page. The mob and the media's turned their page, and they don't seem to care. We're going to remind you every day because we care. And if it was your family member, you'd care too. And every, you know what? And you, it's funny because I have people tell me now, don't stop counting down. Don't stop. And one night I didn't do it on TV. I got inundated. Why didn't you count it down tonight? I'm like, okay, I got the message. It wasn't by design or on purpose. Uh, anyway, thanks for being with us. I got to start with this. <laughs> Pay close attention. This is uh, the ever so uh, strong and, and, you know, vigorous Joe Biden at the National Prayer Breakfast, reminiscing about his days in the Senate when a senator could have lunch with a segregationist and still treat each other with respect. I, uh, I remember one day I walked in and there, were, there was a little corner in the table or a corner table when the big table was filled. And I sat and I Jimmy said, come over here, Joe, sit down here. And I wasn't about to sit in John Stennis's seat. And because he sat at the head of the table and he said, no, well, come on, he's gone. So I ordered my hamburger, whatever the devil I ordered, took a couple bites, and then walks John Stennis. And I immediately put a napkin on all my stuff, and I said, I'm finished, Mr. Chairman. Come on, right here. I later got a handwritten letter from him about 3 o'clock afternoon. I appreciate the honor of you recognizing my seat, but you didn't finish your meal. I promise this favor will be returned. Return. He actually endorsed me and ran for president from Mississippi. And I think that was an expensive hamburger for him. But I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, when you know one another, when you know, and no matter how badly you disagree, and people think Rev, that uh, in the days that's divided here, we had we had a lot of flat-out old segregation is still in our caucus. But Teddy Kennedy would argue like hell with Jim Eastland, then they go down and have lunch. Didn't agree with one another, but they treated each other with respect even that day. You could have lunch with the segregationists. Uh, oh, back in the good old days, Joey, you partnered with the former Klansmen. That's right, you didn't want integration of schools and busing, and you didn't want public schools to become racial jungles. I know I'm the only one that says it. Gallup voter dissatisfaction with America soaring since Biden became president. In other words, that Americans satisfaction with most aspects of society and government has now plummeted since 2020 in the annual mood of the nation survey that put out by Gallup. The poll measures the percentage of Americans who are very or somewhat happy about eight aspects of life in the U.S., as well as 21 policy areas. The largest drop from early 2020 prior to the COVID pandemic came in American satisfaction with the economy. Two years ago, 68%. Yeah, Americans were very or somewhat happy with the economy. Yeah, that figure is down to 43. Well, he should be happy. It's a little higher than his own approval rating. Satisfaction with military strength, military preparedness in the wake of the Afghan withdrawal. Yeah, that took a hit, too. You know, it's who could be happy with any of this? You know, it's interesting to listen to Democrats. Why is Joe Biden, and I saw this earlier today, and I'm thinking, why is Joe Biden sending troops to Eastern Europe? What is the what is the point of that? What is he trying to accomplish here? And then 
poor Josh Hawley gets attacked by Circleback, chief propagandist Jen Psaki, over the issue. Um, and as if, you know, he's swinging in a, at Senator Hawley for parroting Russian talking points. Um, no, there is a way. We're not going to fight a war with Russia. You know, U.S. is deploying troops to Eastern Europe and thousands more are on standby. Well, what are you going to do, Joe? You're going to get into a, sh- a shooting war, a real war with with Putin and Russia. Uh, that's never going to happen. It's a joke that you put eighty five hundred troops on a, a heightened state of preparedness. All right. So now you're deploying three thousand troops to Poland and Germany and Romania and a show of support to allies as Russia is continuing their military buildup. I thought you had the leverage, Joe. And the interesting thing is we actually, and they're saying they're doing this to reassure our allies. What does that mean? Putin's got 150 to 200,000 troops and all the military equipment he's going to need to roll into Ukraine and take over the whole place if he wants. And that's not a damn thing Joe's going to do about it because the one thing he could do about it which would be to immediately start outproducing them energy-wise and providing cheap energy, um, he's not going to do. And he's not going to stop Putin, and we're not going to go to war with Putin, nor should we go to war with Putin, you know, over Ukraine. You know, the only person I think that I can think of that might have an opportunity to bring both sides together, Russia and Ukraine, might be zero-experience Hunter, because apparently he's on a uh, first-name basis with all of them. We have an update with on that with our friend John Solomon, you know, but on the economy, you know, our satisfaction is plunging. How, how could you be happy with any of this? You know, 2022, American satisfaction with the state of the economy. You know, uh, 2020 was 68 percent. Now it's 33 percent. I'm sorry, I said 43. It's 33 percent in this year, 2022. I mean, the the difference in leadership is astounding. The the the. The speed at which they have destroyed, I mean, literally destroyed the economy, what they've done at the border, they're they're not having tests during Christmas holiday for COVID, running out of monoclonal antibodies that Joe never knew about till the vaccine mandate speech, Um, not warp speeding the production of antiviral pills. You know, oh, and companies shed 301,000 new jobs uh, jobs last month. In other words, 301,000 jobs were shed in our economy. And, and everybody sees the 40-year high in inflation. Everybody's paying the average Penn Wharton study anywhere between $3,500, $5,000 a household. You're paying more for everything, and that's what it's costing you. That's Biden's tax on everybody. And then in comes the, the genius, the brilliant Pete Buttigieg, Want speed camera traps everywhere all over America so Big Brother can ca- get more money out of your pocket by catching you speeding if you're just even keeping up with traffic for crying out loud. It's, it's unbelievable what, you know, what has happened to this country and how fast it has happened. It's, it's, it's almost like you can't even make this up. Um, we have an update. Guess who's in the biggest trouble over at Fake News CNN? Was Lind- Linda get back yet? This is getting interesting. It's Humpty Dumpty. Yes. Anyway, so Radar Online actually has a headline. It says, Dirty Work. CNN targeted Radar, them, hours after Jeff Zucker and his girlfriend were asked for a comment about their romance. Anyway, then they go on to say say that 
after that phone call was made, and I guess they had a deadline of, what, 24 hours or whatever by the end of the day. Anyway, then Stelter, you know, Humpty Dumpty, uh, went after radar. Ordinary users end up reading, sharing, and sometimes believe a lie without realizing the original story was garbage. Who's been telling you this guy is nothing but Jeff Zucker's stenographer all these years? And no, I'm not going to call for his firing, canceling, or boycotts the way they do on the left. We don't do that. Uh, but nobody watches them anyway, so I wouldn't even... Uh, it would be ineffective. It's already happened. Um, this is CNN. You know, this, this, this whole idea. Now, that's only one article. There's an article on foxnews.com. He's being accused of serving as Zucker's attack dog, smearing radar before the report. Uh, the Daily Mail had a piece that insiders within CNN are calling for, for Humpty Dumpty to be fired uh, because he wouldn't report. He was he had all this knowledge about Z- Jeff Zucker, and he didn't report it while he's out there criticizing uh, other people and other networks, et cetera, et cetera. Again, I'm not calling for, the, for Humpty's firing. It looks like, you know, I, I, kissing Jeff Zucker's ass isn't going to work anymore for him. So he's going to have to either find someone else to suck up to or it doesn't look good for him inside his own network. Uh, There also is a talk out there that and these are CNN insiders and then Stelter's out there slamming Chris Cuomo, claiming, you know, he's he's declared war against CNN. And then CNN employees are mad that the whole thing happened because nobody nobody believes in the reason. I think it was Soledad O'Brien who said, you know, everybody knew about it eight years ago, nine years ago. That's not the reason that that the reason that was given. It's not at all. There's some other bombshell that's going to come down, and it's not Chris Cuomo trying to burn the place down. Chris Cuomo feels he was fired unjustly. Chris Cuomo will fight that out in the courts, I assume. And if I had to bet, Chris Cuomo is going to get his money uh, because my guess is is that the real reason is that Jeff Zucker knew everything that Chris Cuomo was involved in. That that would be my guess. I can't say for sure. In other media news, I know this is going to break so many of your hearts out there. Mary Trump has urged Spotify to jump to dump Joe Rogan and yank his own podcast or and yanks her own podcast from the platform. So I guess those, you know, three dozen people that might have listened to Mary Trump's podcast on Spotify. Um, I'm guessing they're they're probably distraught today by this point. You know, health experts respond to Neil Young's stance on GMOs after the anti-science hit on Joe Rogan. You know, look, this seems to have happened for two reasons that I see. One is that Joe Rogan, that people didn't like what he told his audience when he got COVID that he told his audience what he did to to get well. He said, me and my doctor decided we threw everything at it. They threw monoclonal antibodies, I believe. They threw HCQ. They threw ivermectin. I haven't seen anything on ivermectin. Uh, The monoclonals to me are especially taken early and the right monoclonals. Now for Omicron, it's GSK, Citrobimab. But um, why aren't people just saying, we're glad you're better? You know, Steny Hoyer apparently tested positive. I don't like Steny Hoyer's politics. I don't want this guy to get sick and be a statistic. You know, I, but my my, I, I'm. If you, how can you be a, even a trying, attempting to be a Christian and wish somebody dead? I don't wish anybody dead. Um, and I hope he gets well. 
And I hope he got monoclonal antibodies. If he got them, he probably had to go right to Joe Biden because they're not available anymore ever since Joe found them. How we've run out of them is unbelievable to me. But it seems they're mad at the fact that he told his audience what he did. That's misinformation. Okay, who were the biggest misinformers during COVID? That would be Fauci, Walensky, Biden, Kamala, Saki. They got everything wrong. The NIH, CDC, nobody trusts them and nobody should trust them anymore. You know, another reason he came under fire is he interviewed Dr. Robert Malone. We've interviewed him. This guy played such an integral role, important role in building the technology that led to the mRNA uh, vaccines. Uh, In other words, there probably wouldn't be a Pfizer vaccination or a Moderna vaccination without this guy. And he's a medical doctor. Okay, he has one point of view. I'm bringing him on TV tonight, you know, because he's right. He's right stuck in the middle of this. And, you know, this is a guy that's dedicated his life to medicine. Maybe. And I'm not don't listen to him if you don't want to. You know, listen to you. What do I tell everybody? Take it seriously. Research on your own. I'm not talking about a lab coat. I tell you, look at your own medical history. Look at your current medical condition. Talk to your doctor, doctors, people that know you. One size fits all medicine hasn't worked. And now that we have breakthrough cases here, there and everywhere. um, Why are we not talking more about the therapeutics that work and mass producing them? That would be a good idea. Don't you think at this point? Fully vaccinated, boosted, natural immunity. You're still getting it. By the way, we'll talk to Rand Paul about it today, too. Hey, look. So, so I was saying, I think the anger towards Joe Rogan really rooted in two things. One is he told people the tr- truth about what he and his doctor decided as the best course of treatment for him. Thankfully, it was successful. And I hope that success is for everybody. And I don't you know, that's between you and your doctor. I'm not a doctor. You know, and then the fact that he interviewed Dr. Robert Malone, you know, apparently this guy played Linda, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't he play like the key role in developing the technology to create mRNA vaccinations like Moderna and Pfizer? He did. And he is not anti-vax. He's anti-mandate. And he's been very clear about that. Yeah, but I think he's also he he would restrict it more, I think, to to people 65 and older, comorbidities compromised immune systems etc cetera, etc cetera. okay that, that that's his opinion he's a medical doctor and he has an opinion and as part of your understanding if you have any curiosity in you and you really want to know something and really develop a well thought out and well-educated opinion well the smart thing to do is seek out information from all points of view and then talk to your doctor take into account your condition your history and then make your own decision So I'm putting this guy on TV tonight. We've had him on radio before. Everyone's going to scream bloody murder. He's peddling misinformation. The funny thing is, people that will be making that criticism are the very same people that love the vaccine. Without without Dr. Malone, you wouldn't have your Pfizer-Moderna vaccine. It it should be interesting. Um, but, But that's a big part of why they hate him. We got to put a disclaimer now on on any time. Now, when we come back, why did the White House weigh in on this? Why are they going after Spotify? Straight ahead. All right, when we come back, Senator and also medical doctor, Rand Paul, uh, he's been taking on the medical establishment. He's been right more, more than 
Anthony Fauci and John Solomon coming up.